Welcome to Damage Control Podcasting. I'm Daniel. Uh, the episode you're about to hear may not be appropriate for all listeners. Um, you'll hear us um, give a brief warning at the beginning of the episode, which is all about sex and sex content in movies, uh, that we're not going to get into the heavy stuff. Uh, Adam specifically requested it, and then uh, primarily myself completely ignored that as a, a warning, and we got into some pretty heavy and deep stuff. Um, ironically, we even talked about the importance of trigger warnings and the content that we talked about inadvertently triggered even one of our co-hosts on the show. Um, so be advised that the episode you're about to hear has some pretty be- deep topics. Um, we're going to be discussing um, uh, such things as sexual violence in films as well as uh, other sexually related content. Um, if this episode is not appropriate for you, please move on to an episode. You won't hurt our feelings. Thanks for listening. I don't know what we're going to do without a cold open. I feel weird not having a cold open like that. Well, mm. maybe it'll be warmer. A hot, steamy open. Ooh, I love a hot, so steamy open. Can we close the window? It is kind of breezy in here. The, the windows aren't open. The windows aren't open. Close. The shades what are down. That's, that's why we're all The one, two rooms down? Yeah, I can feel a draft. Then we need to switch spots because I'm sweating over here. Well, it is kind of weird, you two being in a different all position. Right, right. This episode's all about you know, positions. You know, a different position sometimes is good. It kind of refreshes things, no. and no, nope. and you get to see new perspectives. Missionary, direct eye contact the whole time. <laughs> direct eye contact. Okay, hello and welcome. Staring at the back of his head. <laughs> hello and welcome to the Bridge, a show by Damage Control Podcasting. A professionally unprofessional <laughs> look at the conventions, ideas, and genres of filmmaking. I'm here with <laughs> Cody Dietrich. I forgot my name. <laughs> I it. Daniel Newkirk. Okay, this episode is about sex and nudity Baby, in cinema. Let's talk about you and me. So okay, so hold up. Yeah. There's four white men in a room, and we're going to talk about sex and cinema. Is that right? And, I'm and, I didn't want to be here today, but we needed a fourth person to make a quartet. And nudity. And so, nudity. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just... If this shit doesn't get us canceled, nothing will. No, no, no. We're good. Okay. Trivia. After... Trivia. <laughs> after President Obama... When you're looking at the back of his head, what position are you in? No, we're good. <laughs> depends. Is the mirror involved or... Why does it bring depends on it to us? Because well, there's multiple cups. If you're, not using, if you're not using depends, are you even doing it right? <laughs> it depends on how old your partner is. Okay. There's a reason Adam no longer works for an Oh. Hang on, I got you got to blow the cobwebs off of that one. I got some <laughs> static. Oh, that just reminds me how horrible Dumb and Dumber 2 was. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, you don't remember that? I never saw it. Uh, I, could, I don't, haven't seen yeah, it. Well, there's a trailer. Oh, it, yeah. it, was a, yeah. it was a cheap way to say, like, why didn't they have a sequel before this? Like, I agree on that. But that payoff was just, ah. Uh. Well, was a bad movie. I'll leave it mm. at that. Fair enough. Okay, on to the boobies. Okay. Boobies. After President Obama stated he liked, oh. he liked True Detective, what actress tweeted, the president has seen my boobs? Um, I hope to God it's Alexandra Daddario. It is Alexandra Daddario. Five points. Originally, oh, did I beat Cody again? Oh, no. Oh. Originally not wanting... I am pulling back my fury. <laughs> you know what the sad part is about that whole episode, and I just now thought about it? What? If Cody had two more points, he would have won. Oh, yeah. That goes all the way back to the beginning. 
I should have said that in the last episode. Adam, stop recording this one and start recording the other one again. I don't edit. Oh, that's right, you don't. <laughs> All right. Originally not wanting to appear topless, producers gave Halle Berry a 500... Wait, 1,000... Yep, 500,000... To do this scene. What movie did she first appear topless? Swordfish. Swordfish. What movie did she appear completely naked in the sex scene? My home movies. With Billy Bob Thornton. Bad Santa. No, it's Monsters Ball. So, anyway, they paid her 250000 oh. per boob. Hold on, I need to write down a list of movies to watch. Monsters 250000 per boob. Just so listen half to, a million dollars? Listen, yeah. listen to uh, Seth MacFarlane's I Saw Your Boobs Oscar opening. It's mm. pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So, we're going to be... Does t- Mr. Skin still have a... Like, is that still a thing? Is that an account I can go buy somewhere? Well, no, I don't. Just, just go to, like, Google Images. Let's go to the fappening like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's illegal. He didn't have their consent, Tyler. And sex is a good sex is all about consent. I'm just saying go to it and then look at the pictures and then realize you how might wrong have it to is. Delete this entire <laughs> oh, I'm more to think about it. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's almost like they go on like a jihad. <laughs> what the a, hell, a, man? A celebrity it's a por- jihad. It's a, it's a porn site. Celebrity jihad. I hope to God my wife doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> Any like, you guys, like I'm getting really uncomfortable now. My mom shares every single episode on Facebook. Anyway, hey, Cody's mom. We're talking about yeah. sex now. This will be Cody's mom's favorite episode. Anyway, group thoughts. Cody's mom and, like celeb jihad. I've got a great, great story about Cody and I. Like when I met his mom, I'll oh. tell you when we're not recording. Oh fuck! All right. Okay, we're only gonna after all those inappropriate stuff. <laughs> We're only going to be talking about... There's only two trivia questions? Yeah. And I got them both right? Yeah. So I beat... Because you saw the paper. Because uh, we're only going to be talking about nudity and sex and cinema. We're as, mainly as storytelling. We're not going to be talking about the politics stuff, the exploitation of men and women. We know it exists, but we're not a serious podcast, so let's just... Bypass, no. bypass all yeah. the hard We're not a serious podcast. Oh, man. We should have gotten to the disclaimer before oh, we started So much up. research for tonight. <laughs> so we know we know that stuff exists. So we're not we're gonna we're gonna yeah, on Pornhub. That has nothing to do with this, Cody. No, no, I watched <laughs> the beach like fifteen times. Who's naked in the beach? Yeah, well, just it, just it, in like one minute intervals. Yeah, like and it, it's not like you see everything. Okay, Cody, if you I, watch I, if you watch a movie and after the title, it says an Axel Braun parody. That's not the actual movie. Really? So that's my problem with the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Like I was wondering why oh, there was no, there was no uh, ringing in Lord of the G String. That is that is a ab- real that is a real porn. You, yes, that is a real porn, and I have a fun story about that it one. Used, it used to be on like, the blurry channel. What do you guys channels. think? I didn't know it mm-hmm. existed. Like I'm not making a joke here. I was wondering where the ring was they in the were, movie. There were throbbits on the cock. <laughs> I should put this down. Probably. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> for for reference, Cody was not holding what you might think he was holding. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back to the part where you talk about us not being a serious podcast? No, no, no. So anyway, avoiding the politics stuff. Yeah, yeah, men yeah. and women being exploited, the Harvey Weinstein shit. That, okay, yeah. let's not bring it up anymore. Yeah. Well, well, no, no, I'm just saying we're not going to be talking about that. We're talking about you sex, it, so sex in new nudity as a storytelling device. Nudes. Okay, okay, so can we just drop a blanket statement here at the end of the disclaimer? Do not exploit people for their sex. Sex should always be consent and fun. 
Yeah. Harvey Weinstein is bad. Do not do that. Do not rape. Do not sexually assault. Do not sexually harass. Just have a good fun time for everyone involved. This and, is the coffee pot. Oh, awesome. And use goes. protection. Always bring a gun. All right, so let's talk about... My let's talk about... I use Saiyan armor, personally. You want to laugh at that one, Cody. It's okay. <laughs> All right, so let's... Okay, so I had a bunch of stuff, because this, like this is like a huge topic for me, so I like I rewrote this several times. It's a medium-sized topic. Really. <laughs> even up until like... Even up to like an hour before we were talking, but... But uh, an I hour had, before we were never. This is refractory period. So, oh, okay. so uh, I, I I eliminated a lot of stuff because there's a lot of stuff I wanted to do a whole whole episode on like like uh, like holes, like holes. <laughs> but so like I'm just gonna like just it's a great coming of age story. So we're just gonna like random <laughs> just do like randomly talk. Well, talk. I can never watch that movie and or read that <laughs> again. Okay. So this is going to be loose because uh, I took a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I took, this is a topic that's been worn out a couple times. So I took, uh, a, children. I took a lot of stuff out. This is going to be the longest episode ever. This is just the intro. It's been 45 minutes. And we're... <laughs> so so the, uh, what, what's the difference between, what, what would you guys say, or how do you guys feel the difference between portrayal of naked men versus naked women? I believe it. women are used more... And men sparingly, and not to a fair degree. I would say that used to be true, but modern storytelling, I think, has really gone the other way around. I think you see a lot more nudity in men. Um, John Cena, you see John Cena's ass in Trainwreck. Yeah, like there's a lot yeah, of but like, it's especially an ass. Not, well, you, well you not can, always. You can see a penis. You see Tom Hardy's dick in Bronson. Yeah, you can see mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon's dick in Wild Things, but it has to be flaccid. It can't be hard. Right, like you see uh, Robin Williams in World's Greatest Dad. He's got a full frontal scene. Really? Huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, never, I never finished that movie. No, it's, not, it's, it's dark. It, it's dark. It, it's yeah, a that's... harsh movie. It's hard to get yeah. into. <laughs> I, <no. sighs> yeah, there's going to be a lot so, of innuendos. So there was a, a show that I was watching, and just to be 100% transparent, the name of the show drew me in. I'm like, I'm going to watch the first episode. And then, like, the storyline kind of caught me, and I continued watching. But it's called The Sex Live of College Teens. Or College Students, I think. And it's on HBO. HBO Max. And it's kind of your typical kid drama or teenage drama in college kind of thing with some sex humor in there or whatever. So, through the whole show, which, you know, references their sex lives, and there's a lot of reference for sex, none of the main characters do you ever see naked or topless. Um, I think you may get a couple butts. And you get, I think, one of the girls you might see topless. But everyone else that shows any sort of nudity is either male character, with you get both front and back, or they are an extra, and you never see their head and their top at the same time. So do you think? <clears throat> so do you think it's? Uh, so do you think it's now being like it's? It's completely reversed. Like it used to be, we'll show some boobies here. To draw in the younger crowds, but now it's we're going to show some dudes. We're going to be edgy because it used to be edgy to show girls, you know, to bring in like a mainstream or it was already to show naked girls. But do you think now it's now become like let's show dudes? Well, I think a big part of it is like the self respect aspect. Um, so you had 
you know, directors who were exploiting female actresses to be, okay, get naked and for the sake of being naked in this, this, this shot or this scene. Right. And now I think actresses who are in these kind of roles now are putting in those clauses, hey, I'm not going to get naked. Kind of like Amelia Clark did after season four, I think, of Game of Thrones, something like that. She put in a clause in her contract where she's not doing topless anymore or something like that. Mm. Isn't that, yeah. well, wasn't that controversial? Because wasn't her character 15 years old? In the book, she is. Yeah. Oh, not in the show. In, in the show, she's obviously like they, an adult woman. I don't think they really say her age, but yeah. Or I the, think reasons. in the in right. the in the books, yeah. I mean, everyone's aged down in the books. Like the John Snow's like thirteen in the books. And Are you show, serious? Yeah, they're all wow. like really young. So that's why he knows nothing. Yes. Hmm. And so it's not like he spent 15 up. years just thinking, Knights oh, it's going to be great and wonderful. He was just actually an idiot teenager going to join the Night's Watch. Yeah. Now, um, did I uh, continue? Did you finish? <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> can always be... tell when I finish, Adam. <laughs> uh, it's going to be really <laughs> real, real, diff- real. difficult. To, uh, so hard. Now, as far as I know, we're... Well, we're, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> as far as I know, we're four heterosexual males. Do you think <laughs> do, you, do you think that like there's more female nudity because the female f- form is more aesthetically like even like I've even Everybody I have likes boobs. I have gay friends who say the naked female form is more aesthetically pleasing than dicks are gross looking. Let's be honest. Do you think oh, that? Yeah. Do you think that's? I mean, what what's your opinion? Do you think? I I think pop- that's always been a thing that. I think the female form has been more idealized. Idealic? Idealic, more than the men's body, just straight throughout history. And I think it was a sort of a turning point, I don't know, like 20 or 30, 30 to 40 years ago, when that started hitting the media phrase of like, hey, if we do this, we can make more money just by showing a boob. Because of how scandals was. And, like, I don't know about you, but I sort of felt like teenage years around my time, it really sort of hit that stoner, American pie, oh, everybody's getting laid, everybody's doing this, sort of mainstream, like, Stifler. You know, how he was like, oh, this is the guy always having sex and getting the girls with the hot chicks. And sort of... That mentality of it's just so easy in this sort of medium to just, like, show a pair of boobs, hot girl, like, oh, this is every young man's fantasy. It's just, on the, at least what I've seen of that end of the franchise and, and media. And it just sort of, I don't know, spiraled out of control for a while. Because sometimes it didn't even make sense. It'd just be, you'd have a comedy that have nudity but then you just start having just the straight nudity comedy like the lewd dick and fart joke type dude where's yes. my car yeah like just the straight up like where the whole point of a joke was like oh hey the these pendants can give our girlfriends bigger knockers <laughs> wait what movie is that dude where's my car is it really uh, yeah i, I haven't seen it in a while yeah yeah mm-hmm. obviously it had an impression on me because i still remember it but i just sort of the easy way out in storytelling, I think. Is a show a pair of boobies. Show a pair of boobies that? like, oh, this chick's hot. It, just, it conveys more emotions than actual dialogue. So is that why they do it in horror films? Or is that because you put the typical 
woman, you know, in the in the skimpy outfit where it's she's more vulnerable, or is it you think it's just like, hey, let's put this chick in a shower because you know I would assume that most horror films are marketed to young guys. Okay, so a lot. Oh, go ahead. I'll oh, wait. I was gonna say that I think that the answer to that question kind of looks back at where you're looking at, right? So your original source for the naked woman in horror films, I think, goes back to Psycho. Yeah, Psycho is kind of where I'm thinking. Well, um, so, well, maybe so a little bit before that, even. You're, and you sort of, so kind of, so a lot of the naked women. So horror. Anyway, I'll, I'll skip all that crap. So what you're thinking of, like the naked woman being in horror is the slasher, which Psycho was one of the first. Right. And a lot of the slashers uh, in the 70s and 80s were low-budget features. And uh, a lot of lot of actors got their... Women knew... I shouldn't say women knew. I shouldn't say that. But a lot of women could uh, up their career by, you know, taking their shirt off or... Um, a lot of, lot of like the, 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 what they called the splatter films, the Tom Savini films, a lot of the actresses that were getting naked in the films were either strippers that became actors. So they had no problem with it, or they were ex porn stars be trying to be mainstream actors. So they had no problems with it. And that's where I, I think that's where Daniel was going. That's where a lot of that started and then it just became it became part of the it sub, became the trend it became the part of the subgenre of the slasher because you don't really see like conjuring movies have boobies it's always unless it's like the evil witch and it's all like saggy and decrepit but it's it's usually it's usually the slasher subgenre that has the girl that randomly get <laughs> rolled up <laughs> that randomly gets naked um, but there's also, and I don't know, but I, I interrupt you, go ahead, I'll wait to bring up this point. No, you're fine. I just, I, I agree with, with all what you said there. Um, I think the original intent was show vulnerability, because you are never more vulnerable than when you are naked and unprepared. Um, Very true. I always have a gun on me. Or, or <laughs> taking a shit. Don't, right, yeah. <laughs> don't ask me where I'm hiding. Um, so, that was the original intent. And then, that intent pun kind of intended got perverted it got twisted into now we're going to show boobs for boobs because sex sells oh yeah and then there's a kind of a, a group of psychologists i guess would be the right term that have kind of been studying slasher movies and there's a lot of unintentional or possibly intentional allegory to sexual assault in horror movies that's what i was going to bring um, up with you talking about the knife being the penis exactly yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I was, Last that's what I was going to talk about. Oh, that, that was that was a that was a softball lob to you, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so so yeah. So during the during before I get to that point, mm-hmm. I want to talk about your other point about um, being vulnerable. Yeah. So when you present a movie to the MPAA, they 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 watch it, and as they um, they you're not you 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 don't know who it is. You send it off, and it, it's supposed to be anonymous. I'm sure if you're a Steven Spielberg or, or a Martin Scorsese, you know who's watching your film. But if it was just us and we made a horror film and we had a nude scene, we'd present it in and say, it's a rated R. And we would say, well, the studio won't let us release it on a rated R. What what did, uh, what did caused it 
to be rated R. And they can either say, we're not going to tell you, but you need to make some cuts. Or if you get lucky, they'll say, well, according to this, this you know, this, this, and this, that, that for us pushes over the line. Because unfortunately, the MPAA hasn't, there's like not a rule book. It's just whatever they're feeling. Yeah, and there's okay, something so really, it's, it's really subjective. Um, there's no, like Adam said, there's no hard, fast rules. And Well, I, I say they're probably nowadays... No, it's still... Well, it used to be probably be like hard, fast rules. Obviously, if you're trying to go to a G movie, there if you have boobs in it, you're not getting a G rating. Right, I mean... It's... Like, so there are some, like... There is some... There has to be some sort of a little bit of a spectrum, like... Right. Hey, okay, this is obviously no way in hell you're getting this rating with this in it. Right, but there's no, like... Especially when you get to the higher ratings, like the PG-13 to the R, the only, like, real hard rule there is there's only one fuck in a PG-13. And it can't be and it can't be sexually, like, I want to fuck you. It has to be like, you stub your toe and you say fuck. Right. It, yeah. But I, but what I was going to say is, like, have, have you guys seen Saw 3? Anyone seen Saw yes. 3? Yes. Okay, Maybe. So, Saw so with you. There's a scene where the naked girl... <laughs> I get it. Where the... <laughs> no, I did. You saw it with him? He actually did see No, it. I saw it. He took it to be in theaters, and I almost threw up so, in like the first 10 minutes. So there's a scene in the movie where there's a naked girl tied, you know, she's tied up, and then water, she's in, oh, she's yeah. in a cooler, and then there's water being spouted on her, and she's slowly freezing. Uh, in the uh, director's commentary, he sent that to be rated, and the film wouldn't be released. The film was going to be released unrated. The MPA is like, there's no, this is beyond... Are the you know this is unrated and Lionsgate's like well we can't release this what can we cut the main the main thing for Saul movies are the traps right so clearly they're not gonna get rid of the gore and he got lucky and said well you've got a naked girl being tied up and being sprayed with liquid isn't that kind of sex exploitation and Darren Lynn Bowsman whether he's telling the truth or not this is what he stated to the MPA he goes well no the intent was that just like Daniel said, it's all about vulnerability because you're more vulnerable, completely naked. This girl's this girl is completely naked. Has a stranger walk into a room. She's tied up. She's she's being tortured, and you know she's being sprayed with water, which isn't a sexual allegory. She's in a cooler, so every time she's being sprayed with water, it's slowly freezing her. If she was putting in, like Daryl and Bosman said, if she had a bra and panties on, it would all of a sudden be more sexually to to him it felt more sexually aggra- aggressive and more exploitive if she had a bra and panties on as opposed to being nude where she was completely vulnerable because that, that was the point and the MPA agreed with it and they were able to release it as an R because they that's what sent them over, over the I mean they had to do like five second cuts here and there on the gore but that, but the the torture of the the naked woman was what sent it to unrated. So, because I agree with what Daniel said one hundred percent, that the MPA is completely subjective, and he had to like fight for that. And then, if you explain yourself, once again, he could be lying. I I didn't work on the film, but I listened to a lot of directors' commentaries, and that's what his that was what his argument was to the MPA, and they're like, hey, yeah, okay. And so they released it as as an R. So right, yep. but still no way in hell with nude scene that they could make it PG thirteen. No, okay. So uh, I can well 
we can talk about that right now anyway. Yeah. So, so the so, rate. Oh, go ahead. But go ahead. Well, before we get off the topic of the NPAA, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a fantastic documentary out on Netflix called "This Film Is Not Yet Rated," and the whole film is about the NPAA and the different trials that the directors and writers kind of go through to get their film rated and kind of the unfairness of the NPAA. Um, for example, in the, the Fast and Furious movie, that one had to have the scene where the guy is caught on the the um, the semi-truck with the, the, the wire wrapped around his arm. They had to cut like half a second out of that scene in order to drop it from an R to a PG-13. Um, it's ridiculous. But one of the things that's kind of the growing trend is you can get away with a PG-13 uh, orgasm for a man. Um, in PG-13 films, the orgasm is a joke. You can There's even some PG-13 films that show uh, semen. But you cannot show a woman enjoying sex, much less orgasm in a PG-13. In, in it, fact, most of the R-rated movies won't get R-rated if you show a woman enjoying sex. It'll immediately bust it to not rated or unrateable. Yeah, and the semen has to be comically inaccurate. Right. Like you what see was, in... What was Pleasantville rated? Uh, I can find out. Well, she had an orgasm, but you, like you didn't see... She wasn't... She was in the bathtub, right? If I remember yeah. right. But you don't see anything and you don't see like her fingers or anything oh, okay it All wasn't right. explicit so getting on the idea of ratings real quick so uh, pg-13 for pleasantville so g obviously is no nudity period like that's a in bold letters no nudity uh pg you can have brief nudity which i was shocked by that like brief as an underwear or brief as in no short? like nudity but i i'm assuming like a butt oh uh, yeah like a butt uh, I'm assuming like no. Well, di- yeah. No now that I think about it, I've actually PG PG-13, some... strictly old man wrinkly ass. It's no. All, it's all so you can have so PG-13, you can have actual nudity, but it cannot be sexually oriented. It has to be like, oh, this guy's naked in an uncomfortable situation. Or, or you know, your night, your '80s comedies where you have a bunch of naked girls running in the background, but it can't be sexually oriented at all. Um, so your rated R, it can have. All kinds, but just like he said, it 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 can be it, it can be sexually oriented, but it can't be it can't be pornographic. So you can show you can you can simulate sex. Like you could have a girl on top of the guy. You can't show the actual process, though. Right, or you can't show. Once again, it's completely subjective. Like Daniel said with the MPA. Now NC seventeen. Which I don't was was Showgirls probably the last American movie released in C seventeen? At least in theaters, probably. It, I mean, there's tons that have been released. Amazing, but... amazing movie. Perfect it, piece of cinema. It just Nancy seventeen doesn't necessarily mean pornographic. It just means themes that are not suitable for anyone under set. the age of seventeen. And of course, of course, unrated means it's unrated. It just means that. The MPA is like we're not giving this an approval of anything. But even right. in, with even nowadays, that unrated thing now has a moniker of its own. It means like, oh man, that was too bad for the MPA. I want to see that because it's going to be so. It's going to be unregulated, and people kind of thrive on that unregulation. To be perfectly honest, now that I'm adult enjoying cinema and stories as they are, I prefer unrated. 
um, because I don't want the artist's or director's vision to be tainted by what can I sell. Sorry. Uh, you're fine. Um, so there's a movie coming out, and I don't remember the name, but it stars Alexander Skarsgård. Infinity Pool. Infinity Pool, thank you. And they are releasing an R-cut for theaters, but they're at some point going to release an unrated cut. And that movie, the trailer seems very, very interesting as a psychological horror movie. And I personally am going to wait for the unrated cut because I want to see the artistic vision that is in this film. Um, and the only thing that I've really heard about the difference so far is there's a full frontal of Alexander Skarsgård. That is the one of the main differences. Um, but for what purpose, I do not know. I don't know anything about the storyline behind it other than it's a psychological thriller. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree with you. I prefer when I did buy DVDs because it doesn't seem like anyone sells DVDs anymore. I always went for the unrated just because 95... 95 to 98% of the time, it's always the director's vision. There have been some directors that, like, I think James Cameron, when they released Titanic, they released the ultimate cut or something, like, after 10 years, and he's like, that's not my cut. Like, they wanted to call it the director's cut, I think, and they ended up calling it the ultimate cut because James Cameron's like, my vision is what went in the theaters. So I, 95 to 98% of the time, it's always the director's vision. So I'm with Daniel. I Ultimate cut... Or like I I want the most out of my DVD or movie, so I go for that. Uh, any other questions before I move on to the next talking topic? Mm-mm. I was kind of nervous because I took so much stuff out because I want because this type of stuff is really interesting to me. So uh, it was getting too heavy. It was going to be like a three hour podcast, so I just made talking points. So I was kind of nervous we wouldn't have anything to talk about. All right, uh, boobies. boobies. The act of sex used as a storytelling device. Now our are you guys? Are you? How, how do you guys feel about seeing sex or nudity in a movie? Do you feel like as you, as a storytelling device, or just like when a girl just takes off her shirt randomly, or whatever? Or a I'll guy? say it has my it has changed for me over the years. Like I remember as a younger uh, teenager, like anything and everything, American Pie. Like I said that. Like, oh my god, boobs, I don't know, I would watch it, or like, you'd like repeat a scene a couple times, just because, whatever. But nowadays, it's not as as important to me, because I realize it's there just to troll somebody in, and like, okay, I get it, I passed that point in my life, I want more of a story. Right, okay. So, I feel both similarly and different than Cody does. Um, I feel similarly that I want the story. Now, if the sex scene is important to that story, I want the sex scene to be in there, and I want it to be done correctly. If the sex scene doesn't need to be in there, I say cut it. And if you're not going to do the sex scene correctly, I say cut it. Okay. Now, because Correct. one of my... Can you be more specific? What do you mean by correctly? Right, so... Eye contact. The, the thing that, that really, really bothers me is when you have a sex scene that isn't realistic. Okay. Um, you have the the guy's pants are totally on. Oh, um, the girl doesn't take her shirt off. Um, if the storyline requires the sex scene to be there, then you're not going to convince me that the sex scene is important by dude is rubbing his waist of his jeans 
on the the side hind flank of the girl. Are they parents? Because like, that's that's. That's a hundred percent believable. Are they parents and are they in the bathroom with the door locked? And yeah. the kids going, What's going on? Uh I'm sorry. I just have a hard time with that because I could count on one hand the number of times that I ever slept with a woman and we weren't completely naked. Okay. Both of us. Okay. You know? Um Wait, do you sleep naked? Me? Yeah. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Well, what about the the L thing naked? in movies where where I'm the gonna, woman always gonna, has, not going to has that, a blanket that up to here, okay. and then the guys always have his chest showing. That's completely unbelievable in movies. That's annoying, but yeah. it's like, like I would rather that scene exist if you have to do the pillow talk as part of the storyline than this passionate, romantic sex scene and the girl is still wearing her full shirt. And at no point does anyone ever think, oh, maybe we should take this off. Like it doesn't. Sometimes you gotta hurry it up, man. You got it. Got If that's the storyline they're portraying, sure, that's you, fine. You know, one thing I really appreciated. Have you guys seen Panic Room? Yes. A long time ago. Jodie Foster in the middle of the night gets up and takes a piss, and mm-hmm. you hear the piss. Like that's legit. That's. I mean, I know it's not really sex or nudity, but that's in the same ballpark. Like that's legit. People get up and take a piss. Like you don't. And you hear it. That's like shit you don't see in movies. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was like, cool. Well, it's it a thing, right? You're not movies? allowed to... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was a thing for a while, too. Like, you're not... Like, don't worry about that. Put the blade down, Cody. Like, I, I need like something to fidget it. with, and there's nothing else around. If you hand me something to fidget with... There's nothing else around. Uh, there's books over here. That's what? it. It's a nerd orgasm in here. If you hand me that cue <laughs> behind you, I will put the blade down. That'll make a lot of noise. I, I'm not going to make noise with it. I'm just going to... I can't not make noise with it. I will make a lot of noise if he's fidgeting with that and it goes <laughs> into my skull. Uh, <laughs> as for things... I mean, I can't really think of anything that... The only thing that comes to mind is like... And I understand it's for the story. I mean, because it's a major point in the story, but like... Girl with the dragon tattoo. I Which I want the, the David Fincher. The David Fincher one. Like I almost had to walk out of the room during that that rape scene, which I mean, technically it's a credit to how well they bring the point across, but at the same point, I mean I guess it's it's stuff like that. I mean, if it's like a normal sex scene, then you know, it makes sense to the story. But for me personally, like that was that was hard to fucking watch which is the whole point yeah now i think that is one thing that really should be addressed more often is the sexual assault and rape in movies um to me personally i would rate that way higher on the the npa or npaa scale than i would women enjoying sex like i would drop women enjoying sex pg-13 maybe and that should only be in fantasy movies anyway. That doesn't <laughs> Maybe not for your women. Well, it um, is what it is. But for a sexual assault scene or a rape scene, that shoots that straight to the top for me. And that's one of those things that, like, the um, uh, the Bates Hotel, that the show that was about that, um, there is one rape scene, and it takes place... Like the first... Yeah. yeah, that's first why or I, that's, second episode. That's why I couldn't get into that show either. Yeah, it was so abrupt and so different than the rest of the theme of the entire show. It was kind of off-putting, and 
I don't remember there being any specific warning about sexual violence happening in that show. Same thing. I mean, I don't think there was a warning with Last House on the Left. Either Last either one. Or, I mean, um, I bought I bought both of those because I was, I, you know, I was never into horror movies growing up, and uh, I was like, well, I'll, I'll get some horror movies. You know, I'll I'm older now. I'm not as much of a pansy as I was, <laughs> uh, and there was nothing I nothing that I can remember that said you know sexually. Ex- Explicit, blah blah blah. Maybe it, you know, in today's world, where now if you watch a movie from the '40s on Disney Plus, it's you know has a warning that says you know actors smoking, blah blah blah. But there was nothing that that alluded to that, and it just like slapped you in the face, and you're just like, what the fuck just happened? No, I, I agree with that. You, you can see that stuff on Netflix. Um, so, 13 Reasons Why Everyone Knows About That Show. And uh, the, this... What? I'm sorry? I don't want... Is that Thir- the suicide one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, th- okay, I guess 13 Reasons Why is about a girl who commits suicide and she leaves these tapes behind explaining why she did it. She gets raped. Uh, there is a rape episode. Gotcha. Okay. And before they even start the rape episode, they have this giant disclaimer saying, hey... You're going to watch this. If you don't want to see it, skip to this part. You won't miss anything if you need help. It's very, very tastefully done. Trigger warning. And it came out about the time that internet culture was making trigger warnings a giant joke. Uh, Like, Mm -hmm. oh, these snowflakes need trigger warnings. Yeah, because they're fucking important. So the 13 Reasons Why came out with a very tasteful, very well done trigger warning. And other shows on Netflix with a similar theme or have a similar scene are now shown with that trigger warning or a similar, some sort of warning that, hey, you're going to witness sexual assault. Um, Now, that is the correct way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, I've kind of got on record and said that every Halloween I watch uh, a series of horror movies that are always in line with each other. And I try and grab something a little bit different, like... Uh, two years ago, I did all the, the paranormal activities. Uh, the year before that, I think I did all the Conjuring movies in the series. This year, I wanted something a little bit different. So this Halloween, uh, I did some research, and I watched the I Spit on Your Grave series. Did you watch the um, remake or the original? I watched the remake. Okay. I didn't get to watch the original. But I watched the remake, and I had a kind of an idea what the theory and the theme was. And if you aren't familiar with it... It's about a woman who gets raped or sexually assaulted, and then she goes on a killing spree, murdering and torturing everyone, Saw-style, who assaulted her. And that's basically the theme for all three movies. Mm -hmm. So, I had an idea of what it was when I turned it on. But the platform that I watched it on, which I think was Amazon, gave me little to go off of. The, The splash screen that showed up said... I think R or NC-17, I don't remember which coach cut I watched, and it was violence, nudity, sexual situations. If I didn't know what I was watching, what I was prepared for, because those had some stomach-churning and graphic sexual assault scenes, and you have to prepare an audience for that kind of thing. Have to. Okay, <clears throat> since we're on I Spit on Your have you seen I Spit on Your Grave? No. I, no. Okay. Uh, okay, so I, I sit on the fence 
I, I, I ride the fence directly down the middle on what you say. Cause right up the cheeks. Right up the cheeks. Because I, I, I do agree. I, I do agree. There should, if you are in a location like Netflix or any of the streaming platforms, trigger warnings, okay. I mean, some of that shit definitely shouldn't be on Disney. Like something, I don't care if, if Disney bought the rights to some studio that owns a I spit on your grave S type movie never should be on Disney plus. I don't care how many, I, I do know they have, was it Disney after dark or whatever, where you have to type in a pin code. They've, they've got it where like you can set up like a, when you make a profile or whatever, you can select and say, you know, these are the types of movies that they can watch. But, uh, unrelated, well, unrelated to the topic, but, I have seen trailers for shows that are being put on Disney Plus that are are very much not something that you would think would be on Disney Plus. So getting getting with where Daniel says, I I agree and disagree with Daniel. I agree one hundred percent. If it's if you that was an oxymoron. <laughs> I agree and disagree. I agree one hundred percent. I pulled the Cody on that one. If if you're going, you this, lost you lost by a point. I'm trying to get Cody. <laughs> I'm trying to get Cody to make noise because he's. Well, well, we we said we weren't going to do heavy, and then we immediately dived in. Yeah, like I'm kind of like like. Okay, right. Okay, uh, this is my last thing. I needed a trigger warning, man. This is my last thing on heaviness, and we'll move more to the lightness. Okay. Okay, so I agree with Daniel. If you are on Netflix or someplace like that where kids are easily accessible to it, um, yeah, the warning's fine. Or I, I, I. I guess I have more of a, a problem with the word warning, but that's just a personal thing. Yeah, it should, like, hey, there's about to be some shit to go down on this. Are you sure you want to do this? Right. Uh, but some of my best, because some of my best fucking movie experiences are, like, when when, when I <clears throat> when I bought I Spit on Your Grave, the original, I, I knew what happened to the character, but I, I, I didn't know. The the remake is good, but the original, if you want to feel like a piece of shit and see some really bad stuff, there's like a 13, 15 minute, 13 to 15 minute extremely graphic, like goes way beyond, like you literally, it feels like you're watching these dudes with a camera physically doing, like this isn't an actress, like this is literally a person. Now it wasn't I didn't get off or get excited by watching it but it it propelled it made the the last what 45 minutes make sense like you're like oh yeah this this chick is doing what she needs to do but and and I felt I felt like I am an atheist but I felt like fuck maybe I should go to church after watching this movie that's how and some of my favorite movie experiences like are that uh the girl with the dragon girl with the dragon tattoo I didn't get off on that but it just it's just like, it makes this like I don't feel like art should. I feel like art should be dangerous and shouldn't be censored, but it has a responsibility. Like, like do you got? I'm almost off the heaviness. I promise. <laughs> like, we're talking about nudity and sex in movies, so let's talk about taboo topics like pedophilia, um, incest, and rape. Uh, I don't think there's ever a topic that you shouldn't make a movie about. I mean, and even if you're even if you're a shitty person and you're exploiting it f- 
for money. There should never be, art should be dangerous. Now, if you're making a movie about pedophilia, should you hire a, a, a minor to play the character? No, I, even, even if, even if um, there is no nudity, I really, to me, I don't, I think you have a responsibility as a storyteller to not, use a child use an actor who's of a and i know actors actresses who are young and they're they're wiser than and they're they're exposed to stuff that we're that children aren't but i think a, a, an adult find an adult child uh, an adult child, an adult mm-hmm. actor that looks younger and has the mental capability to be like this is a movie this guy is going to do this this is just a scene like you hear stories of of child actors being mentally screwed up in in harm. I mean, Wes Craven even said in Nightmare on Elm Street to get one of the girls to get the to get uh, New Nightmare to get the boy to freak out. He said he his parents he took he literally made sure he saw the child actor saw Wes Craven walk his kid walk his parents to a back room and shut the door. Walk up back up to kids said I just killed your fucking parents in that room, and that's how he now. That's not the same as nudity, but still, like that, like he has gone on record said that fucked him up. Yeah, that's yeah. not okay. I heard a similar story way back in black and white area. There was this child actor, a guy, act, a director. I don't know if it was literal, but either pretended to kill the dog or literally killed the kid's dog to get him to have a general emotional response. So, to my point is. If you're going to make a movie about pedophilia, you're going to make a movie about incest. I I don't I because I I know people are out there trying to censor art, whether it be painting, movies, comic books, whatever. I just think it should never be censored. Art should be dangerous, but I like I agree with Daniel on to the point where there should be responsibility. If you're making a movie about pedophilia, maybe let's not put it on Netflix, or make it not so child accessible, like you have. And yes, I realize that you go to a porn website and goes, oh, "Are you 18?" And anyone go, "Yeah, I am," and click on it. Yeah, I I realize that, but you need to at least, you know, making it maybe you sh- that movie shouldn't be on Netflix. So I agree with you to a point. Art should be edgy. Art should be responsible. the The issue is where do you draw the line between responsibility and being edgy art that you're trying to say something with. And at what point do you start glorifying? Because uh, the show You is a perfect example. Uh, You, if you haven't seen it, is about a stalker who falls in love with a girl, starts stalking her. They start a relationship, and things go south. Oh, yeah, don't. You're good. I can barely hear you. Okay, and and stuff goes south, and then he stalks more. It's it's all about stalking. You haven't seen any of them? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Did you you not know it was about a stalker? Uh Uh-uh. Really? I, I thought you, the whole point. I didn't of, see anything. Oh, okay. I thought you said anyway. you didn't hear us. <laughs> anyway, I can so, read lips. So the vacuum. <laughs> the main actor, and I and forgive me, I can't recall his name. He's gone on record, and and people have glorified his character and started being like, "Oh, he's so romantic. Look at all these things he's doing for his girlfriend." Um, and they're missing the point because oh, yeah. the point is, this is not a good man. And he's said this, you know, the actor who is portraying him has gone on and said, 
no, like you should not be glorifying me. You should not be glorifying Joe Goldberg. You should not be glorifying. Wait, his name's Joe Goldberg. Yeah, that's his name in the. I didn't know. Ah, he is definitely Jewish. Well, you, you, you've even said this as a comic book store owner. You've even heard people, girls, say, "I want a relationship like Harley Quinn and Joker." And Absolutely. You're, and you're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, the people who say that do not understand the relationship between Harley Quinn and Joker. Like, if you idolize that, get a therapist because the whole That's not point. A relationship. <laughs> Only if you oh, backhand God. Harley every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. You need help. Do we need to maybe get a marriage counselor? Oh, he's blinking SOS. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and I feel like because that relationship, off topic really quick, mm-hmm. I do feel like that relationship, and you you knowing more about, because you know I hate Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like because that relationship got so popular that that ruined the storyline. Not that I was happy to see a woman get beat. I'm just saying, I thought that storyline was more compelling to the bullshit that they're doing now. It it did have to get changed. Um, and I think you see that a lot with some of the modern Harley Quinn storytelling. You see Harley Quinn as a strong, independent woman. Well, which is cool. And, which is cool, but that's mm-hmm. not what Harley Quinn was. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Right. And at some point we have to agree that the stories have to evolve. You know, right. the, the, oh, the abusive Joker relationship story can only go so far. Now, did they cut it early? Maybe. Um, but Harley Quinn's got to have a new storyline at some point. And the fact that they took her from this abusive relationship, turned her into a strong, independent woman who is now, I think, canonically dating Poison Ivy, or has dated Poison Ivy at some point in the the storyline. Yeah, at one point, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's okay transition into the storyline. It's a good way to take something that people are idolizing negatively and turn it into a positive. Because at that point, you're not going to... Wasn't she a clone? I didn't read much of New 52, oh. so I couldn't tell you I that. Keep, to be I keep it honest. Okay, we're going to get right Let's get back. Okay, okay. Back I keep here. interrupting you. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. I don't remember what it was. Um, anyway, so we need to be careful not to glorify. Because um, you runs that line real dangerously. And the actor who plays the, the Joe has come out and said, do not glorify me. Do not think this is romantic. This is abuse 100%. And with some of the pieces of art, we have to be careful about that. Um, because some of these issues are real issues that people deal with every day. And to glorify it and make art of it for the sake of selling it um, kind of trivializes these people's experience. Um, so I think it's it's something that we need to be real cautious of. And that's why probably you don't see a whole lot of pedophilia movies or bestiality movies or incest movies. Um, interspecies erotica. Yeah. I can't even think of a bestiality movie. I mean, I, it's... Clerks too. Clerks to yeah, yeah. which which would be bachelor party, which is what that's referencing. Yes. There's the dude fucking a bear in. Uh, um, Super Troopers. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, but. There's a guy fucking the goat, the sheep that Cody saw one day. Okay. No, no, I I do I do agree with I I, I do agree with you. Uh, yeah, Adam's thinking about bestiality here. Um, yeah, so I think you have to run that, you have to be real careful to not glorify it because somebody out there will. Somebody who is a perpetrator in these situations will grab that movie and be like, this is my holy grail movie. And they are going to use it as a blueprint 
they're going to use it as justification. So those kind of things you have to be very, very careful with. And careful enough that I would say, is it right to not make those movies? And I have a hard time saying no. Well, hang on. But, so, like I said, I agree that there has to be responsibility in art. But when does the responsibility fall back on the viewer? Like, if I'm watching a movie, you know, I got like a little nine-year-old and I'm watching a movie with some pretty heavy say, hey, come here and let's watch this. And then, like, some of the responsibility falls back on the viewer. Like, I don't ever, ever, and of course, I'm not a, ma- a doctor in any of this stuff, but I don't ever agree that video games cause violence or movies cause violence. I think there has to be a responsibility in the artist and there has to be a responsibility with the view. There has to be some ownership from the viewer. Yeah, but that, that also comes back where the the viewer has to know going into it, like we said with Netflix and the warning thing, because, you know, you know, you can put on something and not know, you know, Abel likes watching horror movies. You know, if, if you picked a horror movie that you didn't know had that in it, you know. Well, so my so to answer you on that, I can't answer you on everything, but to answer you on the horror movie thing, I don't let him watch a horror movie that I haven't seen. So if I haven't seen it, I'll I'll tell him no, well, I haven't I, I seen was, it. I was, yes, that makes sense. But I'm just saying, like, if not some, I mean, yeah, you're giving a good example of what you should do. But I mean, there's other people out there that don't think of that. They're like, so that falls back on well, them being responsible. And and that's true. There there is a certain amount of responsibility to be held. Um, the when I went and saw the Watchmen in theaters, I went with my dad, my mom, my sister, and we were all adults at the time, and we had all read the book and we knew what was going to happen. But at the beginning of the Watchmen, there was a family of four or five that had kids. I had the same exact experience, and about the same time that Doctor Manhattan's walking around with the giant blue swinging cock. That entire family leaves. That's that's not the part that bothered me with the kids because I because I, I was with my ex wife and I was like, I don't think the because it was two dads so it was so it was me and my ex wife two dads and then in front of them was I'm assuming their kids or they just randomly stole these kids I don't know, but uh, well, thanks for doing something about it. But so I'm and I said ah there's gonna be if they follow the comic book there's gonna be a pretty graphic sex scene in uh, what do they call the owl spaceship uh, oh Artie. Artie. Artemis and here and I couldn't even watch the sex scene because I was staring at the dads and the kids I was like uh, you guys how are they gonna react yeah I'm like, like are you, you gonna like leave. cover or so oh. I'm like what is this so the dads just look at each other and I'm th- and I. I'm th- Fuck! I wish I could read minds because <laughs> I know they were not. They were really uncomfortable. Well, yeah, because I mean, Watchmen's got a lot of scenes like that. Like you've got the sex in, scene in the Artemis. You've got the failure to launch scene between yeah, right, the right. same two mm-hmm. characters. Right. Um, you have the assault on, from comedian onto Sally Jupiter. Right. Um, you see Night Owl's butt. You see when he's standing in the basement. Mm-hmm, yep. See yeah. Night Owl's butt. Like. Um, you've got prostitution with Rorschach's mom. There's a lot in this movie, um, in, in Watchmen. And we knew going in that was our, we read the book, we knew it was going to happen in it. And part of me wonders if the people who brought the kids into that movie read the, the, read what it was. 
um, they just saw our, they just saw a superhero movie and they went to it, or if they read R and went, oh, it can't be that bad. But it, I, it, I literally, it's like Superman movie, like oh, this is like Spider Man. Is, right. is that the same thing that that happened with Deadpool? Yeah, where people are like mm, super, superhero. Oh, yeah. Clearly, the the R rating is just for for violence. Yeah. Instead of you know watching yeah. someone eat mashed potatoes out of yeah, so that bag. scene where you talked about with Watchmen, I had the same scene with mothers bringing their three year olds to watch yeah. the movie. Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness! It, it, then, but you know who I was? I wasn't so much mad, and I mean I wasn't really mad, but I was like, why didn't the ticket the people at the say uh, no? People, and they may not know. Perfectly honest. And when Watchmen came out, we weren't really classifying what was in. The movies. They was just getting kind of an R and kind of a nice general description. And now I think we've gotten better with some description about why it's getting that rating, which I think I mean, is a, like, a step in the right direction. Like three hundred. Three hundred. I remember you, me, and Jared went to go see it, and Mom had to come down to the theater to give the for me to go in. And looking back at that movie now, the only thing I could think of was the. The Oracle is naked. No, I mean Lena even Hetty gets a dog's doggy. Oh story. yeah, she gets she gets yeah. raped in that movie. No, no, she didn't get ra- her and Leonidas. It was basically raped. No, it, the senator. It was sexual well, assault talking, without a doubt. Well, right, but I'm talking about. Oh, Leonidas. I was talking. About, I'm yeah. talking about Leonidas. And oh, mm. no, that was consensual. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And but there was a ton of blood in that movie too. But it was oh, all cartoony could, blood. You know, I couldn't. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I was oh. just like. Okay, getting off the heavy yeah. stuff. Getting okay, off okay. The heavy so stuff. so getting off the heavy stuff. I, I want Cody to talk. Yeah, so. but transitioning. Watchmen. Yep. There's a scene in Watchmen where you've got Doctor Manhattan and Silk Spectre, and Doctor Manhattan multiplies himself. Yes. And she freaks out. Would you freak out if your girlfriend could do that? But remember, she questions it though, because he's like, w- w- "Would you like this?" She's like, uh, "Yeah." What? <laughs> remember that she's like, uh. and "Her big problem is that he's working in the other room while this is happening." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> but but it, it is, is a serious people, moral quandary. If you're people can't do that. Like I think, <laughs> I think we have we all have fantasies. Like, oh yeah, that'd be awesome. But like, I think logistically, I don't know if we'd ha- don't you fucking touch. <laughs> You just said you had fantasies, and you looked directly into my soul. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I said, I think we all have fantasies, but I actually think logistically we wouldn't be able to satisfy. Just saying. Speak for yourself. I think so, everybody brags a lot. So okay, so just overall, before we get to the more funny, yeah, oh, I mean, Adam, if you if your boyfriend could do that, would you would you be down? Boyfriends. Sure. I mean, I already got boyfriends. <laughs> uh, no, but so to get to the live. Good night, so, everybody. <laughs> so, I, my my ex wife kind of questioned me on this, and my current wife has has questioned me on this. Um, I, I'm a big fan. Like my fa- my wheelhouse is like 60s, 70s, early 80s. I don't really like anything past like 82 because after 82, that's a very specific well, age category. You like your women because. <laughs> 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 okay, that, that was a good one. No, so anyway, 82, 19, 1982, uh, uh-huh. the year, uh, 
1984. No, 1982. Yeah. Everything after that kind of becomes everything that I hate about the 80s. Like, you still got the 70s up to about 1982. But that's you don't like, like Back to the Future? No. So that yeah, that's so that's my... Like, are you ha- serious? Yeah, you, you like no, retro movies. Vintage. Vintage, hipster. yeah. Hipster, hipster yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway. How many turntables do you have in your house? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, more than one even yeah yeah, uh, yeah. with an 8-track uh, player well, how do you <laughs> actually yes one does have an 8-track player uh, anyway the, are that's you, that's are what, you DJing or driving a that's, train that's my wheelhouse of movies right and my my favorite movies of all time are grindhouse movies whether it be crime horror like grindhouse is is my fucking jam i love grindhouse movies right, explain for people who may not know what grindhouse is specifically what is grindhouse yeah, so, yeah i am i'm pretty confused as well okay so grindhouse comes a term is a term from new york city i, I believe it's 48th street where uh they would literally just they would grind out movies they, they would in most of so mo- a bunch of low budget movies back to back not that's not even necessarily low budget movies it be towards the end of the movement it became low budget movies but uh, before this was before VHS and, and home rental and everything, because once you missed it in cinema, the only chance you had to rewatch it was either they they replayed it again, which was was really, hit or miss whether it happened yeah. or, or maybe if they or, got on VHS or no, this was before VHS, so the only way you could rewatch it was in your brain. So they would grind, so they would grind it out, <clears throat> and some of these cinemas weren't even cinemas; they were literally like like bingo halls. Or whatever, they would just paint. They wouldn't even use a curtain. They would just paint the fucking wall white, and they'd put like these type of chairs down, and it would be like, well, I wasn't the chairs. No, I'm just saying they weren't. No, what's wrong with my chairs? You you kind of like not, use them as like a face enough. description. Yeah, yeah. It's not old enough. So, right. so they, they had they had to use lead based paint, and then go like this. And so anyway, you, you could go in instead of buying like I'll have one ticket for the Watchmen. You'd be like, uh, here's a ten bucks, and you'd fucking stay in the theater, and it was just like. It was Frankenstein, and it was it was the 1990s. So it'd be like a quintuple future. Uh, future. Yeah, it would just they would just grind them out. Okay, now that was where the name comes from, the Grindhouse cinema. But Grindhouse also became a genre where it was low budget films, uh, Corman, uh, Canon films. Um, oh, I can't even. Don't think fucking of point at me. No, I was pointing. And there there was two other major ones, but but anyway, they were. They were really well known for being really ex- explo- ex- exploitive. Exploitive, which is basically, it was girls naked. I, I get that. Right. Okay. That's so, sort of reason why we're doing the episode. Right, and it was always most of the time there was no there was no logical story reason for the girls to be naked. It was just they would just take their tops off. Some of my favorite. Some of my favorite films are Coffee, um, with Pam Greer. If you haven't seen Coffee, do yourself a favor. Watch Coffee. It's a fucking badass movie. Uh, Spider Baby. Um, Spider Baby. Yeah, it's got Sid Hagen. Coffee has Sid Hagen. In it coffee too. All, or all, coffee? All he's C- missing is a Starbucks C- cup. C O F F Y. Anyway. Anyway. Buddy Holly glasses. Blackula is another movie that I fucking love. I own. likes Weezer too. I own the the green album blue album um, stop fucking pointing at me i own i own a 35 mil print or no it's 16 i own a 16 mil print of the blackula trailer it's the actual film it's pretty cool uh anyway Hipster. anyways anyways the to, the early tom savini slashers 
Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street series, uh, even though that came out in 84, it was still less 80s. Um, anyway. These 82, were, that's my cutoff. Anyway, these are famous for just being really sleazy in movies. But they didn't hide what they were. Like, they didn't come out to be like, this, this, is, fu- this, is, this is the new system. So he wasn't like, such an artistic expression. Right. He's just like, yeah, I'm, yeah, there's topless movies topless boobies in this movie go watch it like, there's topless, the, topless boobies and guns like, yeah because they like, each have like their own little uh top like mini boobies boob, so uh, they have their own top like so instead of nipples they have more boobs yeah like there, so like there was the there was a, there's a movie mm. that i watched literally a movie that i like it's got pram greer in it she's got good boobies um it's called uh, Women in Cages in Heat. It's just, it's called it, it's in a subgenre of of women prison movies. What right? about nude nuns with big guns? That came that was <laughs> that was an homage to there. But like, anyway. okay, I don't know if like that sounds just like a porno title to me, and I don't know if what you guys just said the nude nuns with guns. <laughs> If nude, he was making a joke, no, no, or if nude, that was an actual no, movie. That's an actual movie that was on Netflix at one time. I don't know if it is or not. It was what, what about the movie Grindhouse by Quentin Tarantino? Yes, you guys are getting off topic. Anyway, <laughs> what? You... Anyway, didn't she have a gun for a leg in that movie? She yeah. did. I yeah. I loved a uh, Planet Terror and Machete. Or Planet Horror and Machete had Alexis Vega, the chick from Spy Kids. She had the booby guns that Cody was talking about. <laughs> Yeah. I don't I, think I mentioned booby guns. You brought that up. Didn't you mention booby guns? No, no I'm talking, talking about Austin boobs, Powers Austin when I talked about Fembots. Oh, anyway, so my point is this. Those are my favorite movies. They're sleazy. They got, there's, like, Pam Greer takes her shirt off for no fucking reason in almost all the movies. There's no storyline. There's no reason for her to do it. They're sleazy. They're stupid. They're awesome. Oh, now, it's not on Netflix anymore. And I love those movies. Now, I can watch a movie that, that's brand new where it comes on Netflix and it's like supposed to be the scariest movie of all time and they'll be they'll be in the middle of an attack and the one blonde should be like, oh, I'm going to go take a shower. It'll fucking piss me off because there's no point behind it. And I, my ex-wife and my current wife will, will say, well, why do you watch all that shit from this... Because they, that is what they are. Like, they're not, they are just sleazy movies. That's what it is. Like, these movies now, they're like, they're, they're, they're just using it to, like, well, because Roger Corman, or no, it was the owner of New Line Cinema is, that's like every 15 minutes, either someone dies or a girl takes her shirt off. Period. And if, she, if he watched one of the movies he was paying for and he didn't see death or some tits every 15 fucking minutes, he would make you change it, or that movie was being shut down. So, Dune Line Cinema, famous for Nightmare on Elm Street, right? The house Freddy built. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I guess my point is, I'm kind of hypocritical. Why I this is why one of my favorite topics because I'm kind of hypocritical on it. If you were just saying like, dude, this movie sleaze, and it, it is what it is, and it's a good like like Coffee is one of my favorite movies. It's actually a really good movie. Does is there a lot of boobies in it? Fuck yeah! But if you take all the boobs, <laughs> there's something about the emphasis with the thumbs up that kind of makes it disingenuous. But if you take, <laughs> but if you take the boobies out, it's still a good movie. It's just, I guess, I guess I'm just being hypocritical. So playing. you're saying like, the so when you get down to brass tacks, in the, the day you have your old movies that you do love with all your heart. Even without the boobs, it's still a great movie. But modern movies, 
Well, oh, it is is the boobs, well, and you take it out, and the like, story is just crap. Women in cages and heat would suck without the boobies, but uh, I, I I don't know. I guess we were talking about how we gotten older, and I guess I guess if I had watched those sleazy grindhouse films now, I don't think I. It, you th- so it's more for nostalgia's sake nowadays than actual. Well, I would say. I would say women in cages in heat is for nostalgia's sake, but I hate bringing this movie up. But Coffee is a fucking awesome movie. Watch Coffee. Hipster. Anyway, I guess now that I'm older, I didn't like boobs until it became mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I guess now like if if, if if a movie if a modern movie advertises itself as just like a sleazy film, I'd be like, okay, cool, let's watch this, but. If it's trying to be a scary, like I haven't seen Scream Six yet, but I swear to God I'm gonna be pissed if they just randomly. Not that Scream's really known for their nudity, but you, you know what I'm trying to say. If right, so it's kind of like um, this is harking back to yesteryear of Damage Control podcasting, but we did a film commentary on a Pamela Anderson movie, I believe called The Tower? No, it was, no, it wasn't Pam, it was uh, the, the the stripper that married the old dude. And Nicole Smith. And Nicole Smith. Yeah. They called The Tower. Yeah. And Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched our commentary, or listened to our commentary We fucking it. stopped it because <laughs> we found out we weren't watching the naked version. Yeah, we found out we were, we were watching the censored version <laughs> and then had to change to the uncensored version. And we didn't edit the podcast. You hear us searching for this, for the answer. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's classic. Is that why, is DCP that why when you listen to that? You hear a lot of zip. <laughs> so that movie has, and the the uncensored version. When you when we were watching it, we had no idea that we missed the nude scene until Adam, who is a tower aficionado, <laughs> tells us we missed the nude scene. So we went back and, and rewatched it with the nude scene, and there's nothing that gets added to that movie. No, there's not. There, you, there, you could do that movie 100% without the nude scene. And it's still a shitty movie. <laughs> and it's still, yeah, it's still absolute garbage. Um, so I guess that's, that's for me. Like, if, I, if I'm going to watch a movie, I want the storyline to make sense. If the nudity is required, if the sex is required... Put it in and put it in correctly. Put it in like I described where it's realistic to the world you're building. Don't insult me by throwing me this censored scene and expecting me to feel like it's important to the storyline. If your actors don't want to do those kind of scenes, fine. Cut that scene. That scene can be just as effective as... An after-sex scene, that scene can be just as effective in a coffee shop while they're having a conversation if you're trying to get exploitation out. There is... There, not exploitation. Uh, exposition. Sorry, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, not the era, mm-hmm. other horrible one. Right. Um, so, to me, like, it, if it's necessary for the storytelling, put it in there. If it's not, don't worry about it. Don't put it in. Um, there's another show out there, one that I got most of the way through called Lost Girl. And if you're not familiar with Lost Girl, Lost Girl is about this character who finds... 
No, she finds out oh. that she is a descendant of a fey creature. Does she, does oh, she wind up on a island? Oh, yeah. I know descendant, what you're talking about. Descendant of what? A descendant of a fey creature, a fairy. Oh, okay. Um, and the type of fairy she is is called a succubus. She's got all of these cool powers. Those but are she good is, fairies? That is, in their case, oh, it their is. Okay. Yeah. So she gets all these cool powers, and she has these abilities that she has access to, and a lot of them are based around seduction and sex. Uh, when she is drained of her power, she has to have sex in order to recharge her power. The show is actually really, really good. However, this is a show about a character who is powered by sex, who uses sex as a weapon against bad guys. USA produced it. USA showed it. There is not one scrap of nudity in this entire show. Who's the actress? Uh, I would have to look. I don't remember uh, the actress's name. Um, there's not one scrap of nudity. Every single sex scene is cut out, which is fine. But they show some of the sex scenes, and they are fully clothed. Nothing comes off. Um, it's like they're just magic holes into their jeans to make things function. It's terrible. And it's so distracting from the storyline that they're creating. And to me, that's just not a good way to do your storytelling. Fair um, enough. Uh, so let's bring it back lightness so Cody can talk. I didn't think it was unlight. No, no, no. What What are, growing up, what are some of your, do you have guys have any experiences with like magical experiences with nudity in cinema? Like me and Tyler. the Titanic. Like me with and. mom and dad and everybody else. Me and Tyler have the experience. Uh, we had, well, maybe it was me and Jared. I'm sure it was me and you. Um, Dad had the movie Under Siege. Oh my god! Nah, yeah, coming out of the birthday cake. Coming out of the birthday cake. That was always like that was always like we're watching this movie, we're watching this movie, and all of a sudden, Dad. I I don't know if you experienced. Dad may have just given up by the time you were watching it, but Dad always made me and Jared get out of the room, or he would, whatever. So that even made us more curious. And then when we finally saw it, it was like. Oh, like that was mad, that that was that was a big deal to me. I remember, I remember seeing Starship Troopers in the theater with my buddy Jeremy, and it, it there was a few people in there, wasn't a lot, and we were watching it, and it was all quiet. And then there's a shower scene where they're all showering together, and my friend Jeremy, who's older than me, goes, "This is why we came to the movie," really loud, and I'm like sinking in my chair, I'm like, "Shut the fuck," because everyone's everyone heard him say that, but yeah, that was a good scene though. What I enjoyed about that scene was how natural and casual it was for all the actors, for the characters in that show. Because to me, like, there's been some criticism for Starship Troopers for the inclusion of that scene. So, oh, it's just a reason to get your, your actors naked. Sure. Also, it shows, and that is a brilliant piece of storytelling to me, because it shows everyone's perspectives on sex and nudity from the civilization side. Right. And to me, I thought it was really impactful because it tells you so much about their society, about how all of them are just natural. All, none of them are like, oh, look at her boobs, or hey, look at that guy, and yeah, look how were, small or and or big he is. There it's was nothing, nothing sexual about, about exactly. it. Exactly. And you can't, you could not do that with a group of men and women today anywhere, I think, in, in the world. 
that you could not have that many people showering naked and there be zero sexual oh, okay. comments. What, what if you did it at a porn star convention? I think that would even be as worse. Because <laughs> yeah. they are, like, from what I've seen of, like, the AVN, they are... They are sexualized people. They will walk up to another porn star and be like, I loved your tits in this movie. And What, blah, blah, what blah, about blah. a bunch of blind people? Hmm. The smell, they, they get off on the smell. Ooh, why, that why, smell. Why is there fish in this bathroom? <laughs> Cody, what were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought you said something else, not Starship Troopers. Oh, what do you think I said? I thought you said Under Siege. Yeah, well, I did Siege, say yeah. Under Siege. Well, you turned it to Starship Troopers, so I thought... There, there was a conversation of Starship Troopers. Okay. Yes. All right. Where were, you, were you thinking of the birthday cake scene? And yeah, I, I was thinking Under Siege. We, start, and then yes. so I felt like you went to the Starship Troopers, and I thought, like, okay, maybe I heard something wrong. No, we were both discussing Starship Troopers. The Starship Troopers were under siege. <laughs> By the, the bugs, Cody. Yeah. Come on, keep up here. Come on. We've been talking about Starship Troopers all episode. Yeah. We have? Where have you yes. been? It's the I Starship Troopers like, episode. I literally just... I think I heard under siege, and I went back to the good old times. It's the um, whole two points thing. That's just... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, there was most two recent points. Loss, two yeah. valid... <laughs> points in that undersea scene that that VCR went back like gravity-defying points. I d- <laughs> That's why that VHS never worked. I I think it's interesting that your guys' first experience with that was Under Siege. What? Just because like... The one I remember the most wasn't... is Titanic, though. Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, I, saw, I mean, Titanic, I saw that. I, I Second was... tape, 13 minutes in. Yeah. We, we had the double VHS. <laughs> Second cassette well, tape. Well, the only reason I remember that is because it for some reason, we all went and saw it in the theaters as a family, as you do. Right. And Dad covered my eyes in the theaters, and then he, because he loves Titanic, not the movie. I mean, the whole thing. He only had. He, he loves only, the. He could only the use tragedy? one hand though. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> uh, but like at home, you know, I remember because I knew what happened. I just didn't see it. I distinctly remember sitting on the living room floor like, like, is he going to tell me I have to leave? And just, and like, I kept waiting and waiting. And then finally, like, it capped. And I'm like, didn't cover my eyes. I get to see it. I get no to see him, it. him, he probably <laughs> fucking forgot. <laughs> probably. You're probably asleep. Uh, so, that, I mean, that's just one of the things I remember. I mean, that and watching uh, Super Troopers with you when you were in college. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys had much different experiences growing up than I did. That's well, interesting. Well, what's yours? So for me, um, like mom and dad would watch any, I think all, any R-rated movie before we watched it. Um, so like there was very little censorship in my house. Um, movies that did get censored, I can only think of a few. Um, uh, Blues Brothers. Really? Uh, yes, the, the opening scene when Jake is getting his possessions. Um, he is gi- he is given a condom and a soiled condom. Really? And no, that's my, not my penis <laughs> pump. And, and my dad—that's <laughs> not mine, baby. Oh, my dad didn't stop it, or he, he would pause directly before that scene, and he said there will be no questions for two minutes, and then he'd play it. And if we tried to ask about the condom, he said there will be no questions for two minutes, and then we will have forgotten about asking about the condoms, and we just enjoyed the rest of Blues Brothers. Abusing kids' short-term memory. <laughs> and 
like some of the other like just some random censorship like we couldn't watch the opening of terminator 2 um judgment day when well, I the think, nuclear explosion you yeah. know kills the lady like I, yeah i have faint memories of that too and i think after watching that as a child i did get nightmares like just the i think that was the first instant like okay so somebody could go like that and we're just dead our, our parents didn't really love us that much, I guess. Uh, well, well, I don't think our parents really either A, had good memories, or B, they watched movies multiple times. Like, they would just go out, they'd put a movie in, and then if it started to get to the point, like, they'd be like, okay, leave the room. Yeah, yeah they, I had that yeah, I, I only yeah. got kicked out of the room twice uh, in all of the movies that we watched. We just had little snippets like that. Um, one of them was The Life of Brian. And the other or, no, not Death Life Dallas. of Brian. It was... Um, Oh, the meaning of life. Sorry, the meaning of life. Yeah, uh, yeah that has a good reason. Yeah, that one's got like the sex education scene. I got kicked out of. The, I, I they tried to kick me out, and I threw a fit. And dad let me stay. Um, then the other one was. It I wasn't was, the hundred topless girls chasing mm-mm. the guy. No, no, it was the sex education scene hmm. uh, where he gets like his penis stuck in the girl. It happens. The other scene, the other movie they got kicked out of uh, was uh, Devil's Advocate. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, which I, as an adult, I enjoy as a psychological horror movie. Um, It kind of falls into that erotic horror film genre, which which is kind of disappointingly small as a selection. Um, And that was when I was old enough that my parents weren't pre-screening movies. Um, so we got, oh, shortly after the scene where, uh, she, his wife is insane and like was naked and talking about the, the, her experiences with Al Pacino's devil character. Shortly after that, I got kicked out. You know who that was? Hmm. Charlize Theron. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, but like, you know, Terminator 1 with that scene, I got to see that. All of that, that wasn't any big deal. Um, uh, I believe Beastmaster, I growing up, had a nice, nice sex scene. Beastmaster. Huh? Beastmaster? Yeah, it was great. I love that movie. I, I and think, the sequel. The sequel's especially fun. I think genetically, um, as a child, if your parents are watching something that you shouldn't, that you should not be watching, something goes off in your head. So, me and my wife were trying to watch Game of Thrones. Mm hmm. It would be the most boring talking stuff in the entire world. My kids would be nowhere to be found. The second boobs would come on TV, you just hear, what you guys watching? <laughs> and like, and, and the thing, I, everyone gives Game of Thrones crap because like they're like, oh, there's boobs, there's butts. But for the most part, I mean, there's stuff going on. And like, like there's a scene in season one or two where... Uh, one of the characters is talking about, you know, the the power that he has, and he's a brothel owner, and two girls are like, like he's teaching this girl how to fake it so that she can, you know, Make have it. have more power over the the her John basically. Yeah, I remember that scene. And huh? and I'm like, okay, that makes sense for it to be. In, I mean, technically you could do it a different way, but I mean, leaving it in there doesn't change anything. But like I said, it just seems like as a kid, something goes off in your brain. Like my kids will be upstairs and they're like, 
there's boobs somewhere. <laughs> and then, like, they come downstairs. What's going on? What are they doing? Why are they naked? Yeah, so I think I kind of want to compare our experiences because you three sound like you had a pretty censored childhood when yes. it came to nudity. Yes. No, our I, parents just didn't want it. They wanted to enjoy it all for themselves. Well, that's fair. Well, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I'm just curious, like, because I didn't. You know, I remember growing up watching Caddyshack and Animal House with their nudity scenes and all of that. And I'm kind of curious how the difference in our perspectives towards nudity goes with that. With that kind of... This is the, this is the psychology there, major in me. Uh, there's not... I'm trying to think of what... What? You're, you're giving me the what? kill it oh, sign, I, but I don't understand why. Uh, I want to kill it. Okay, okay. Well, okay. All right, well, then we'll change it to this. We'll use the same question, we'll change it to this. So you... In other countries, during like prime time, you'll see boobs on TV. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like the like in France, nudity's really like kids aren't restricted to go see a movie with nudity. Like it's the... when it becomes sexualized or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in interviews, foreign countries are more like shocked by how much violence. Like even in a PG thirteen movie that we as Americans allow into a movie where we're like, but you let these kids, but the the body's natural, like boobs are natural or whatever. It, but but they won't let them watch a sex scene. It's just <clears throat> if the movie has just topless girls or, or even a naked guy, that children of a certain age can go watch it. Do you think be, their reasoning is that sexual experimentation and blossoming is an adolescent? thing or is important to adolescents do you think american cinema and entertainment should adopt that not necessarily letting not necessarily letting and maybe with what you're saying with you and all that and <clears throat> that maybe we are slowly going that way that maybe we should be more as far as nudity goes and at least at least broaching the topic breaching the topic of sex should be more less censored clearly we don't want 13 14 year olds watching an explicit sex scene but should we adopt the more foreign country model of in art so i think that's an interesting question that i feel like yours and tyler's perspective is going to be more valuable i'm not a parent um to me um i would be more cautionary about some of the violence than I would like sex or nudity in in film and what I would allow my child to watch. Um, now, I think there is more of a danger in censored violence than graphic violence. So what, uh, I think I know what you mean. Like, mm-hmm. So I got I got so, a lot of... I, got, I think I know what you mean. I got a lot of crap... Uh, from uh, my in-laws and mom and dad because I let my nine-year-old watch watch horror movies. But I also gave my mom crap because I'm like, motherfucker, you let me watch Nightmare on Elm Street all day long when I was that age. So you, your opinion on that. Maybe you watch He-Man. That's but, basically gay propaganda. But, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I, I think this is what you're saying. I could be wrong. To me, the Saw movies is so much melodrama. Like that violence... 
to me, I would rather let my nine-year-old son watch Saul than Saving Private Ryan. Not because I don't dislike Saving. I think Saving Private Ryan is a good movie, but that is that's real violence. Saul is so over the top melodrama to me that it even when I was a kid, I understood that like this is over the top theatrics. It's it's you know you watched horror movies a lot and I as you were my older brother and my brain wasn't fully developed, I wanted to like the things that you liked. And I distinctly remember, you know, being scared to death of Freddy Krueger. And I, you flat out told me, you're like, it's, it's fake. It can't happen. That's why you should enjoy these types of movies. You know, there's no one that's going to invade your dream and kill you in your sleep. Plus, I believe I told you you don't live on Elm Street, so that, okay. That was it, too. But that, that didn't. Was that a didn't. Nice little older brother. Thing. No, 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 no. no. I don't I don't go that. I, <laughs> didn't do, I didn't do it <laughs> very often. Don't go there because he had a. There's others. But was stories. that was that what you're the point you're trying to make? Uh, similar. Now I would, I would kind of take a different perspective on the Saw versus Saving Private Ryan because Saw very much glorifies the violence um, and and the the blood and the gore. Where Saving Private Ryan is very real. Um, I would kind of caution more towards watching Save a Private Ryan. But here's the thing that would bother me. Now, I'll be perfectly honest, I haven't seen Save a Private Ryan. Um, I know that it's a rated R World War II. It's very graphic. It's very real war. Have you seen Shaving Ryan's Privates? Uh, that one I have. <laughs> um, what I would be concerned about is a PG-13 cut of Saving Private Ryan, where they cut the blood and the consequence of the violence. Now, I don't believe that movies and video games cause violence. I don't believe in that. I do believe that there are people out there that have a difficult time separating fantasy from reality. I agree. Now, those people are the ones that I would primarily be concerned with. And and that thinking can be taught. Um, if you censor all the consequences of the violence, you know, the, the, the blood, the... The pain, if you censor the emotion around violence, then I think you can stunt the idea that violence can be harmful to others. Um, so if you did a PG-13 cut of Saving Private Ryan where you cut out all this, this serious emotion and the blood, I feel like you create a movie that is more harmful to a child than either Saving Private Ryan's or Shaving Ryan's Privates could, could possibly be. Oh, they're going to say Val Kilmer. <laughs> no, Val Venus. Or Val Kilmer. <laughs> he kind of looked like Val Kilmer. No, I, 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 I 100% agreed. One of the, and you can, because I always told Tyler this, one of the reasons why I liked House when it when it was on, I mean, I still like it now, but I mean, when mm-hmm. it was airing, was, was he, he was popping pain pills. And, you know, I enjoyed it in the first couple seasons, but even I was like, man, like, I was enjoying it, but, like, this is like showing him breaking the rules and getting away with it. But then, as the series went on, he got sick from always popping. He was getting in trouble with the law, and I'm like, mm-hmm. good. I like the character house, but I like seeing consequences to, and I, I agree with you, and maybe we should adopt that with the nudity and sex, you know, just... You see American... Like, American Pie is what American Pie is. Should we show consequences? No, it is what it is. But, you know, if, you know, maybe movies that are more geared towards adolescents that have more, 
blooming sexual orientation or blooming's more realistic views like like you show like a coming of age story and you show a boyfriend and girlfriend deciding to have sex maybe you should show possibly them not necessarily getting knocked up but maybe like freaking out you know the what the the mental anguish that goes with like shit she might be pregnant or stds or Showing the mom and dad freaking out on the, you know, like showing like actual instead of like glor instead of like making it. I mean, if you're gonna glorify, if you're gonna make an American Pie movie, awesome. Make American Pie, but make make sure it's advertised as an American Pie flick. Does sex always have to be serious? Well, no, you can use it for jokes, but if it's geared towards adolescence, maybe even if it is jokey, you should still show like. The real side of it. What can it? You know, you know what I mean? Right. No, I, I agree with all of that. Um, and continuing with the idea of violence, I think if you take a look at some of the things that we produce now for kids' cinema versus things that, especially around when I grew up, you can see this kind of difference in mentality. Um, like, what is... Uh, like, when was the last time, for you two guys, when was the last time you saw any film or show that your kids watched and a character died in it oh shit that, that was a that was definitely a kids movie kid kids movies show. were fucking dangerous right never, never ending story mm-hmm. fuck off man come on right i keep going back to uh Flight of... <laughs> i mean no one died in it but that was fucking violent i keep going That's back crazy. to flight of dragons have you guys seen flight of mm-hmm. dragons uh-huh. flight of dragons is a rankin bass animated cartoon about this guy who's a board game designer and he gets shot back in time to the world of wizards and dragons and they go on this epic quest to kill Omadon, the evil evil wizard. And the final confrontation between Omadon and his pet dragon Briog and our group of adventurers ends up with every single character except the main character dying. Every single one of them gets killed. And... Some of them, you get, like, these really heart-wrenching reactions from their characters. Like, there's a there's a paladin knight, and he's in love with the, the elf archer. And when the elf archer dies, she, he freaks out. He, he goes berserk. As he dies, he has this, this, this meaningful monologue and holds her hand when he dies. And that level of violence, I think, is okay. Because it shows the consequences and the risks. Now, are we running into dragons every day? No. But I would rather that kind of violence be shown where you see the consequences than a lot of the other types of violence or these lessons. And I certainly think that was more impactful to me than seeing a pair of boobs anywhere. Last Saturday. That's the last time that my kids watched. saw a pair of boobs. (laughs) (laughs) On my phone. That my kids watched something where someone died. Is that the name of the show, or is that when? No, it was when. It was oh, last what, was, what was the show? The The Princess and the Frog, the Disney movie. Doctor Facilier got dragged to hell. That's fair, and oh, yeah. also, but, uh, also the lightning bug died. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My young, my youngest made me turn off Jonah Hex because they killed the kid. Like you don't even see the kid get killed. He's like, did the kid just die? And I said, yeah. He goes, I don't want to watch this. But see, my my kids, I guess they don't. And maybe it's just because it hasn't really come up, but I mean, they haven't really understood the concept of that. De- like, he gets dragged, you know, into this this voodoo mouth that opens up, and there's green flames, 
they're like, what happened to him? I was like, oh, you know, he he died, and it was like, he's oh, okay. taking a shit. Like that's that's it. Like I I had to go to a, a funeral last week, and my my youngest was like, did you see a dead body? Like it was just like they they don't have a a concept, I guess. Yeah. So that experience, them them seeing this this character get dragged to hell, and them asking you, hey, what happened, and you explaining, having to explain to them what death is, do you think that would be harder than explaining, well, these are boobs and this is what sex is? No. I'd be like, here. Here's well, porn. Here's porn. <laughs> what? <laughs> stay, watch. Stay on page one, kids. I don't, I don't, I don't want any spoilers for page two. Um, I don't know. Man. Like, I, I could probably handle the topic of death better, I guess. Like, my my wife she's handled all that stuff like my my kids know like the proper terminology for things like growing up like i i didn't know what the hell a penis i thought a, a dick was just for peeing like i didn't know what it was <laughs> like i thought like it was just there like i mean that's what it is for but uh like my kids don't walk around. They're like, "Yeah, this is my ding dong and chickadees or whatever." You know, they they have a proper <laughs> name for it. From they actually girl. call it a penis. Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, you know, if if they go to the doctor and you know they have a problem, they're like, "Yeah, you know, my penis hurts" or something like that. You know, that's how they would say it. So I guess they're they're more attuned to that type of stuff than they are to you know death i guess well plus kids kids not necessarily as young as your kids or as my youngest but i think kids nowadays have way more education and and nudity and sex because of cell phones they've got they've got fucking hardcore sex at their fingertips it's that and i mean my my oldest is only in first grade and just recently like they sent home a note. They're like, you can opt out of having your child go to this. And it was like a... The avian wars. <laughs> it was like a sexual awareness thing. Like, good touch, you know, where is it okay to do that? And I'm like, I don't ever remember that happening. No, so I had it. didn't happen until high school. The fifth yeah. grade for me. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. the... What was that called? The pubic hair boner talk or whatever? Birds and the Beast. I don't no, know. Because the girls... The girls had it in fifth grade with their first period talk. We had it in sixth grade. Yeah, you were given. You watched some video. The only thing I remember about the video is it was a it was a kid sitting in the middle of a classroom, and he goes, "Oh no, it happened right here in class." I wonder if the guy next to me can see. And I was like, "See what?" Oh, yeah. And then, and then at the end of it, uh, the 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 print as we're leaving, the principal here. Here's the thing of old spice, <laughs> and then and then that was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay, we're we're getting long in the tooth. Right. Uh, this is why I cut out a lot of stuff because this is like one of my favorite topics. Um, it, pervert. Yeah, I am very much a pervert. So how, how much time do we have there? Uh, we are at an hour thirty six. Oh damn. Okay. No, no, go ahead. What was up? Well, well, I just wanted to end on a lighter note since we were spent most of the day on heavy. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I didn't mean and to. But <laughs> I didn't mean to. I want to know if you're comfortable talking about it what misconceptions you had growing up because i remember at uh i think it was third grade uh 
um, I was talking to a friend of mine who was upset and he was obviously in pain. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, so-and-so stepped on my balls. And I'm like, how, why would that hurt? And he's like, they stepped on my balls. And I'm like, like your kickball? Like, why would, why would that bother you? Dick would And I had no idea anything about that piece of anatomy at all. And I did not get the birds and the bees talk from my family. I asked dad one time because yeah. I was like, dad, when, when are you going to tell me about the birds and the bees? And <laughs> dad li- literally just stood up and then walked out of the room. <laughs> Didn't say anything. Stood up and walked out of the room. The only time I learned I I saw a naked woman was when I found the the ancient Playboy that was hidden in the coat closet. <laughs> oh yeah, and the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. So I had to figure out what sex was entirely on my own and through school. Same here. So I had found a porn in my house and had watched it, and that is my first experience with sex. And I was legitimately 7th grade when I found out that you had to finish inside a woman to get her pregnant. I, through, up until the 7th grade, I was, always wanted to ask how they burrowed in through the stomach. So the storks, they leave the window open? Dennis the Menace, the belly button opens up. So here's... Here's real embarrassing. My boss is going to love this. Hi, Kayla. So, I had experienced self-love before that interaction in science class. Wait, you and, did it in science class? Yeah, we learned about it in science class. You didn't, like, the guys get taken away? and well, That happened in fifth grade, but they didn't oh, talk about, like, how to get a woman right, pregnant. Right, you right, know, that right, was, right. you know, you're going through changes, and here's what a wet dream is like, and stuff right, like that. Right, gotcha, my bad. Um, I was seventh grade science class when I f- figured that out. And before that, I'd always wondered, like, what health detriments are going to happen to me? Because this, th- this, is, how, this is how a woman gets pregnant. Yeah. What happens when they burrow into my stomach? <laughs> That's like the seventh evolutionary phase of the graboids and uh, tremors, I believe. So, did you guys have any like misconceptions, like these these terribly wrong ideas growing up? Literally everything. Yeah. I was the biggest pervert in the world, and I said a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And I, most of it I just made up, and I'm sure I was called out on it. <laughs> I made everything up. I told you, I didn't even know what it was for. I thought it was just for peeing out of... Mm. Whatever movie I saw, whatever raunchy movie I saw, I repeated it. Acted like it happened to me or something. <laughs> Seriously. Back to school, American Pie, whatever. I repeated it as if I knew what the fuck it is I was talking about. So I'm sure I got made fun of a lot behind my back. Right. Cause I was Because yeah, To my <laughs> face. Uh, I was wrong about almost every, all the perverted shit that I said. Oh, I was right. Oh, all right. Yeah. No, mo- fair enough. Movies very much educated me because my parents didn't. My yeah. mo- movies very much educated me. Our our parents wouldn't have said a damn thing, all right? As as it was plainly obvious. Yeah, it was basically like, yeah, just figure it out. Remember that time, pal? I told you that uh, I had that foreign exchange student stay in my house, <laughs> and she got <laughs> naked in your bedroom, and then we tried to have a webcam. And then our friends, Blink-182, were watching on the web. Wasn't that a monkey? 
Yeah. No, but I remember the time you uh, wrote the song How Bizarre and they stole it, <laughs> they, they stole it from you. That that no. never got old. To answer your question, every fucking thing yeah. was missed because I just made it up. Or I, I mean, I didn't make it up. I stole it and I still steal shit from movies. But it, movies, it, TV, music. All, all my movie stuff. I Jokes. All, all <laughs> Jokes my, from Who's Line. All the perverted shit that I talked about with friends was stolen from movies. Fair enough. All right. All right, well, you have been listening but, and... But before, oh, so okay. all the shit I took off, um, so there, that I want to talk about at some point, um, there was a, a, no. a movement in the 70s, mainly by the Mitchell brothers, was, uh, which is where they wanted to combine erotic, like porn, into cinema. Like, so they made Behind the Green Door, they made uh, Devil and Miss Jones, um movies where it where it was like actually a movie like like i know like you made the joke axel braun i know they make porn parodies but the acting's really shitty it's not movie quality it's all about pirates oh uh, yeah pirates pirates is good pirates, pirates is too pirates, pirates has too, cg in it yeah. side note if you had a brother he was like hey want to watch this movie and you're like sure what movie and he goes pirates would you sit next to your brother on a small couch and <laughs> watch a, the movie? It was a medium-sized couch. I, but, I have had more uncomfortable experiences than that. But anyway, <laughs> I, I would like, at some point, I want to talk about that movement, and do you think it could ever happen? Because it, it was, like, actually legitimate, like, Martin Scorsese-level movie-making mixed in with hardcore porn. I have the, the Mitchell brothers. I want to talk about that at some point. Sure, I have never seen a single one of those films that I'm aware of. Behind so. the Green Door? No, I've never seen it. The hot, it's got the hottest, in my opinion, the hottest porn star ever walked face of the earth. Who? Um, Marilyn Chambers. Mm, don't know. Couldn't tell you. I don't know. I got a top five. Well, go on. I'm sure Sarah would nope. love to hear him. Nope. <laughs> hurry up! Hurry up! We got five minutes. Hurry that up. was that was the joke. E- Eva Angelina. <laughs> Eva Angelina. Um, I would say uh, Sarah J. Um, Did not peg you for a Sarah J. fan. Why? It didn't know. peg him. I don't know. I used that. Gianna Michaels. No. No. Marilyn no. uh, Chambers is number one for sure. Um, Angela White. No. 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 Um, I like Daisy Taylor. If y'all look her up, you'll get the joke on that one. Um, I'm assuming it's a trans. <laughs> there, 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 there's no, there's no chicks. <laughs> there's no chicks with dicks. It's only, it's only dudes with tits. Adam. <laughs> okay, we're, we're way long in the time. But anyway, I want to. Right. I do in a future episode. Not we don't do it the next one or even the following one but i do want to talk about that movement because that's a lot of the shit that i pulled out because i knew we'd be this was gonna be a long episode yeah all right so one last comment then we'll go to the outro okay uh my local video rental store had pirates on the staff recommended picks yeah (laughs) that was one of the things like at blockbuster you could rent like like the the censored version it was actually a really good movie oh i didn't know there was a censored version it was it. it was oddly edited because it was like Come in, suck my cannonballs, and then it would like fade out to the next scene. And it's like well, you could have edited it better that, than that. That was something I feel like I, the the back room at movie stores mm. is something that that kids won't understand. Anymore. Well, movie stores and well, yeah, I was but I was an adult. 
adult and had the craziest anxiety walking into that room. I was in I was in college and there was this hole in the wall. Uh, it's re- called a glory hole. <laughs> record, record store type place, and it had a it had a back room, and I remember. You know, I'm 18, 19 at this time, and I distinctly remember, like, looking around for some reason, like, walking in and being like, oh, it's just a bunch of porn. Like, I don't know what I thought. Like, See, if there I'd, was a bunch I'd, of, like, porn stars I'd back there. Or... I never, because I didn't, I have a lot of shame, and I am perverted, but I never had shame on that because, like, if I went to the Chelsea's or anything like that, people. You and Grandpa used to make jokes people, about Chelsea. People would always be like, what if, what if someone saw you in there? I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing in here? The same <laughs> yeah. reason why you're in here. Yeah. Like, how's it going, pal? As far as, far as <laughs> the hands stick together. As far as far as shame going on that, like that that shit never bothered me because it's just like, what are you judging me for? You're in here too, so what the fuck does it matter? Yeah, but you were the one with a basket full of dildos. That's the weird thing. That's we're, my band name in high school. Basket full of dildos. How, how else are you gonna carry? <sighs> All right, you have one been each hand, one in your Never mind. <laughs> you have been listening and probably canceling Damage Control podcasting. If you're, if you're still listening to this at this point, you uh, have won a million dollars. Wait, please. what's the name of your boss? Your boss's name? <laughs> uh, I don't really, uh, oh. I don't really don't want to tell. <laughs> Thank you for listening for this one. Yeah, please, please contact lady. Adam Tipton for your winning. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to Damage Control podcasting, a professionally unprofessional look at the genres. Uh, styles and what is it? Genres and conventions, conventions of, ideas, ideas of genres of filmmaking. Movies of filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check us out every uh, every Monday for new episodes on YouTube and SoundCloud and Sound Porn. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> this one. This is where this one's gonna go. Um, and. Uh, uh, make sure you check us <laughs> out on social media. It's like it's like Adam's doing the outro. Uh, yeah, like you haven't done this a thousand. Times. I know, right? Okay, and check us out on social media Christine on. Mack, uh, I like her too. She's cool. Twitter, Burnt Angel, Facebook, Angel. She's cool. Instagram. Maitland Ward from Boyan's World. She's another grinder. Super hardcore. Facebook porn. dating. <laughs> grinder. Tinder. All right. Facebook thank you. Dating? Thank you so much. Facebook dating is a thing. Adam. Push the button.